listening. Welcome to the Boss Mommy Podcast. My name is Sierra Payne, and I am the owner of the Mommypreneur Company. So today's topic is um, brand building and web design. I have the amazing Tiffany Tolliver um, coming all the way from LA to drop some gems with you ladies about brand building and reasons why you should create an awesome website. But before we get into today's topic, I just want to let you guys know that the tickets for the business shower parties did go on sale today. So we are hosting our first event in Milwaukee and we will be doing this, making this a travel event. Um, But we're having our first event Saturday, October 6th. um, And I am showering five lucky ladies with a business shower. So I have chosen the ladies. I'm going to drop all this information tomorrow. Um, But yeah, I'm excited. Everybody is excited. So if you want to get your ticket and you want to join us, please go over to my website, www.themommypreneurcompany.com, or you can click the link in my Instagram bio. But enough of that. We about to jump right into it. Hello. Hi. How are you? Good. Good. Well, first, I just want to say thank you for joining in on the Boss Mommy podcast. Um, and we're going to just jump right into it. Um, with okay. But first, I just want to talk about how we met. Um, and that was at the Ladies Who Brunch Women's Conference. Because I just want the ladies right. to know how important it is to attend webinar, um, excuse me, to attend seminars and conferences um, so you can get that networking experience. So can you just Absolutely. talk a little Absolutely. bit about that, the conference, and why? Sure. Um, so um, my client, our former client, Bianca, she owns a platform um, that is called Ladies Who Brunch ATL, where she supports um, women gatherings and really ne- creating networking experiences for women in Atlanta. And they had their, I believe it was their second annual, um, or yes, it was their second annual, I'm 100% sure, uh, their ladies of business, where the focus was, you know, women getting their business together and really taking themselves seriously. So I was there on a panel about branding and making sure that your visual presence was up to par to be able to attract your ideal audience. Yes, yes. And I just want to say you did excellent, by the way. I was like, oh my God, you gave so many good tips to women that they can use. I was even taking notes. So I'm like, okay, she is great. So. Uh, well, let's get right into the first question and just tell the ladies who you are, what you do, and where you're from. Uh, my name is Tiffany Tolliver. I am the owner and lead brand designer for the Emma Rose Agency, which is a bespoke um, agency here in Los Angeles, California. And basically what we do is we help women entrepreneurs who are kind of struggling in their brand um, with their brand presence to uplift their visuals. Um, get them in front of their target audience and help them make more money. Um, I am most recently focusing on rebrands because that's kind of my sweet spot. So helping those women identify what is wrong and really get to the hard selling point of what makes them unique and then bringing them, bringing that out on uh, their website, through their logo, through their visuals and things like that. Okay. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Um, So the next one is, are you a mom? If so, what are some current struggles that you face while being a mommy and raising a family? Um, Yes, I am a mom. I am a mother to a 10-year-old. 
Uh, right now, she just turned 10. So uh, that preteen phase, which is going, it's going pretty good, if I do say so myself. <laughs> and honestly, um, and I get this question a fair amount of time about any struggles. Um, I really don't have any struggles as a mom. I'm a single mom as well. Um, I think more than just a person, being a parent is a difficult thing. And I don't put an added pressure on myself to perform in any way or have my daughter to perform in any way so that it's like complementary to what society thinks that I should be doing or my daughter should be doing. So I really approach things day to day. So I, I don't see any struggle. I just see lessons on how I can do things better. Um, and I know the goals that I have in mind for my family. And so I'm just trying to keep the positive at the forefront and just keep on working to get those results. Awesome. Now I see you speak on a lot of different panels and you travel and speak at a lot of different events. At being a mom, does that ever set you back um, far as finding a sitter for your daughter? Do you ever take her along? Because I know me personally as a mom, there's been situations where I had to like literally bring my kids with me because I was that serious and determined about getting business done. So what is your intake on that? Um, yeah, it's not difficult. You just have to make what works for you work. And um, the only thing that's quote unquote difficult about it is that sometimes I can't do everything that I want to do, which is fine. And it brings a lot of balance to my life. So some in, in some instances, I will bring Asia along with me. It's an enriching experience to begin with, you know, to see, you know, your mom speaking in front of these these groups of people at these conferences. So I don't mind bringing her out of school if I have to. I just let the teacher know. And, you know, this is what I have to do as a single parent that is building a brand that, you know, I want to last for 10, 20, 30 years. Um, and again, having her there, it makes me feel calmer. Um, I think that she looks up, you know, she's generally on her iPad when I get up and speak. But I think she looks up and she sees me and, you know, she, she's imprinting a positive message of her mother. Um, and I hope that will, um, when I, when she grows up, it will have a positive influence on her. But if she's not with me, I fly my mom out um, to watch her or my grandparents will come out. I just moved to LA. So they're not having a problem coming out to California and watching. Wow, that is awesome, awesome. And the reason why I said that was because I hear a lot of women say, well, I don't have a babysitter or I, you know, I don't want to bring my kids along. I just hear a lot of women talk about how they use the kids as an excuse to set them back from either starting a business or chasing their dreams or missing out on opportunities. And I just feel like we, we women shouldn't use that as an excuse. So that's why I want to you to share with the ladies that's listening um how you just have to make it work absolutely you definitely do got it okay so the next question is so what field were you in before you started your business so i was a receptionist at um a luxury um, hair salon in washington dc before i started the agency um i have been promoted to their director of communications which you know, was an over-glorified title because my pay didn't change. Um, the results that I was bringing to the business led me, uh, as, a, as I had an internal mentor at the company, um, she just saw something in me and uh, she said, well, why don't you try this? Why don't you read this book? Um, and so after a couple of occurrences that weren't in my favor um, at that job, I decided to just leave it and start the agency. 
Got it. And so what was, was that your breaking point that was leading me into my next question? Like, what was your breaking point? Because, you know, a lot of women be asking questions like, okay, when is a good time to leave your job when you're starting a business? And I feel like it's just never a good time. Me personally, I just think you have to do what works for you and what's best for you at that time. Exactly. Yeah, there, there's not a right or wrong way to do it. I don't think you just have to look at your circumstances. Um, I quit my job without any backups, without any clients, without anything, um, which looking back, that's just the way that I had to do it. Um, if I was, because I'm 30 years old now, if I was in the same situation now, I would save up a little bit of a reserve um, for myself in terms of monetary, you know, so I could pay my bills and things. But I was living with my parents back when I was working at the salon. So I had a lot of support. Um, not support in quitting my job, right. support as far as a roof over my head. Um, so I was able to make that move. Um, it's, 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 it's never a good time, but the reason that I really, uh, what pushed me over the edge was I had put myself in the hospital due to stress and I was having anxiety attacks and panic attacks and the whole left side of my body um, went numb wow. because of stress. And I was just like, no. I can't do this. Wow. That is, that's amazing. Um, and then I did want to say too, far as when you was working at the hair salon, was you working on your business as well? You know, did you like do a little of your work that you're supposed to do and then take a time and work on your business on their clock? I did. <laughs> Towards the end. I, I did. You know, I was already mentally checked out. My boss could feel it. I remember just sitting across from her and I was literally working on my stuff on my computer. And she said, why aren't you sitting at the desk? And I said, well, it was a Monday. The salon was closed that they just wanted me there to answer mm -hmm. phones. Um, and it, I was just mentally checked out. Uh, so I did, um, I did work on their clock. I think that's the experience of a lot of nine to five to entrepreneurship transitioners um, that you just have a dream that's so big and then, but you're, you feel like you're stuck. Right. And then that, in that in-between stage, you're like, okay, let me just do what I need to do on the clock uh, to get my dream to launch. Right. Yeah, because I know a lot of women say, too, they just, you know, they the stories are, um, I'm just at my breaking point. I'm just at what's in. I don't want to be here anymore. But yet, they don't have, you know, money set aside to start a business. They don't have good credit. And I was like, well, I don't want to recommend you just up and leave and you don't have a backup plan. I really think you should have a backup plan. So, like, with me personally, I was working at the hospital before I started my business. And I will use their time to work on my business and build the business for a whole year before I just left. So I just want to get different inputs from different people because I know everybody's story is different. Um, right, exactly. Just so ladies can have some type of feedback. Exactly. You had cut out just for a second, but I 100% agree that you have to assess where you are at your job. And sometimes you do have downtime to be able to work on things like that. But I would be as respectful as possible to the, you know, the job that you do have now. Um, to make sure that you're not neglecting your current job to get your passion off the ground. Right, right. Okay, that leads me into my next question. So what are three tips that you would give any woman that's looking to start a business? Well, having a clear message, uh, as clear a message as you can get when you're first starting off, making sure that you know what you want to offer and then how you can make yourself unique 
Um, I think that there is a lot of space for people to start their own brands and to enter into entrepreneurship. Um, but you have to create a unique space for yourself. Even if you are like, like you have a podcast, don't be discouraged if there are like literally thousands and thousands of podcasts, just find what makes you different in that space and then take that and run with it. Um, I think the second thing that I will recommend is to research your competition, but don't get focused on them. Um, I do this a lot just to make sure that what I'm offering in the market is something that is going to be uh, well-received and that people are actually getting results from doing what I want to do. So any new venture that I kind of pop into, because um, I'm getting started in podcasts too, you know, I have to listen to podcasts. I have to research, do my um, my homework on how to construct a podcast, where are the best platforms. And I'm looking at my competition to do that. And so while I, I, I do that research, I'm not getting wrapped up in how well they're doing things. I'm not getting wrapped up in how many sponsorships they have. I'm just focused on doing things well at each step and then getting ex inspired from these people uh, as much as possible. So I try to cut out all comparison as much as I can. And then third, I would say that you need to do your target audience research. It's super duper duper important to do that because when you, as, a, as an entrepreneur, as a visionary of your company, you get so excited about something. And then when you bring it to market, people may not even be checking for what you have to do. So you have to make sure that whatever you're bringing, whether you're a wedding planner, whether you're an accountant, whether you're an attorney, you have to make sure that the services that you are bringing to your um, audience is something that they want and something that's going to be well received. Because before you can get to how it looks, you have to understand who you are selling to. Correct. Yes, yes. That is amazing. So, yes. So, Tiffany, I see that you're in branding, web design, creative direction. I'm just reading um, from your homepage. Could you just talk a little bit more about that, like, and tell the women and moms why is that important, um, especially when starting a business, from picking the right business name, from the logo, um, just everything. Could you just tell, talk a little bit more about what you do and why that's important? Sure. So um, I call myself a brand designer rather than a graphic designer, although graphic design is at the core of what I do. However, when I work with clients, it's more on a comprehensive level. So I am doing strategy calls right off the bat with these women who come to me with ineffective brands. And I think it's important to start off with strategy, as I mentioned just a moment ago, because if I don't know what you're selling, um, I can't visually represent that. If I don't know who you're selling to, I can't make a website or a logo or suggest a brand name that is going to um, appeal to your audience. And so when it comes to brand design, I think people have the wrong idea about branding. You know, they think it's, oh, it's the photo shoot. Oh, it's the logo. No, it's really about creating foundations in your brand that are going to be the pillars on which you build that brand on. And so we think about things like Starbucks. You know, Starbucks, yes, we identify the logo, but their branding really is in the experience, the things that they, the principles that they have carved out to say, we are always going to do this. Or even a better example, Chick-fil-A, we're always going to say my pleasure. We're always going to have, you know, I've never waited more. Well, very seldom has I waited more than five minutes in the Chick-fil-A line. They have their brand processes, the internal brand processes locked down and they're constantly improving on that process. So I like to talk about branding because people think I'm all automatically going to talk about a color palette. 
that's not true. You have to really dig in into the services and the things that you're offering before you can even start with a color palette. And the importance of the actual visual branding is to make sure that you're recognizable in the market so that people are seeing your logo is attracted to them. Um, and that's something that they can remember. So if you put together maybe a, um, a red, white, and orange, you know, red, white, and orange reminds me of McDonald's. Um, red and white just solo when I'm thinking about food is the Chick-fil-A logo. So, you know, the fonts that they use in their advertising, it's old, they use it repetitively because I don't even have to see the Chick-fil-A logo to see a Chick-fil-A ad and associate that with them. So that's the importance of kind of doing your research. You always have to do that research first and then choosing fonts, colors, and then visuals that will support the foundation that you build. Yes, yes, that is everything in a nutshell. Um, so Tiffany, so far as you, when you create your websites and everything, your service packages, I know the ladies can go to your website and see everything that you do. But now do you work with more so women who are kind of already established and can afford and, and making money that can afford your services? Or do you work with the new business owners that maybe don't have a big budget? Um, you know, what is some of your price points? If you could talk about that a little bit. Yeah, sure. So I work with, um, I like to say very serious business owners, whether they're new or existing. And so I say serious because it's a serious investment and I take my time with um, that business owner very, very, very seriously. Um, I'm dealing with people's uh, quality of life. I'm dealing with how they make money. So, and I take that very, very seriously. So to work with me right now, it's a $6,500 price point. And although it's not like $65 all in one chunk, that investment um, is made to create something that's going to double, you know, your ROI um, that you'll receive from having this brand presence. Um, I will note that the, the women that I work with, and I call them serious because they just don't hand things over to me and expect me to create you know, the end all be all, they go out and they work their websites, they go out and work their brands, they go to networking events, they, you know, take classes on speaking, they're very, very focused on knowing that they are the catalyst for their success, not just a website, because if you aren't talking about your website, after I build it, you're not going to have your ROA come back to you in the way in which that I know that it will, you have to absolutely do your part. And so those are the type of women that I really love to work with. Yes, that's good that you talked about that. Because I think a lot of women now, you know, with social media and Instagram and Facebook, with everybody starting businesses, it's kind of encouraging women to want to start a business. But I don't think they're taking the time out to think about how serious your investment has to be, you know, it's going to take some right. money, you know, your marketing and branding is everything. So you need to set aside budgets for this. And then also not expecting the business coaching coaches to do all the work for you. You have to put some work in. So a lot mm -hmm. of people think they just supposed to either pay some money and everything's supposed to happen overnight. And it's right. like, no, that's not how it works. So that's good that you talked about you, you have a $6,500, but you know, you need to come correct. So if you're serious, then you need to come correct. Have a right. budget already Absolutely. set aside. Absolutely. And the thing about that is, is everyone's not ready for a $6,500 budget. You know what I mean? And then even by the time that that happens, I have, I would have probably moved up 
to five figures. You know what I mean? So it's not about, it's, it's about balancing like who you want to work with, who you know can get your results. Because I definitely believe in, again, doing your research on the brand designer that you want to work with, making sure that they've had success in the industries in which you represent and that you're getting into. But also there's nothing wrong with going for, you know, a $1,500 website to start with. You know what I mean? Or, you know, and just building your way up to working with someone who you know can get you the results that you really, really want. Got it. Got it. Now, Tiffany, do you do any type of partnerships when it comes to like your business? And when I say part, what I mean by partnerships. So say like me, I host like women events here. I'm in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where I work with moms who are looking to start a business, some serious, some not serious, but um, so say like I had a group of women who looking to get website designs, you know, connecting them with you. Maybe they don't have a $6,500 budget, but they can maybe pay you more long term. Like, do you work with anybody or are you just like, no, I'm only looking for serious, um, you know, people that can afford that budget only? Um, so right now, I just only have the package uh, that I explained. However, I've been doing some um, research of my own for my brand to expand it. And so what I'm going to be doing in um, the last quarter of this year is really building out an e-course for entrepreneurs to give them the steps to rebrand their business. Mm -hmm. And so that should be coming around first quarter of next year. Um, But I'm... When it's when it's a one-on-one situation, I'm definitely zeroed in on those very serious uh, women entrepreneurs. Um, but I do understand that there is a masses out there who like to do a DIY version despite their budget, um, and they just want to try things first. So that's where I have to do my due diligence and do research, and then create something that um, a larger amount of people can uh, build something that's tangible for them in the position that they are right now. Perfect. Yes, yes. So yes, please keep me in a loop about that because uh, we're having like a big event at the end of the year um, where I know it's a lot of women. We're going to be bringing women, like I said, who are trying to start a business basically from scratch. So but it, having that connection with something like you say, e-courses where they can work their way to the $6,500 website, that would be awesome. Right, exactly. So, and then Tiffany, the last, last question is, how can women connect with you for business opportunities and work with you? Um, you can follow me um, on Instagram at the Emma Rose Agency. Um, you can also visit my website. I am currently going through a rebrand. So just as a landing page up right now, um, I work on everybody else's stuff first and then I come last, mm-hmm. but it's it's coming along. So it's um, www theemmaroseagency.com and if you have any questions feel free to like dm me i'm not afraid of a dm um i think that there's a lot of opportunities in directly messaging somebody so if you ever have a branding question feel free okay and tiffany i cannot let you go without asking you because i've been following you since i met you at the event and you talk i think this was just last month you took a social media break and I know I just have yeah. to ask you about the social media break because I don't think women understand how important it is and how it's okay. And it's not a bad thing to take a break from social media and how it can be overwhelming. But I just want to know if you don't mind talking about that and sharing with the women why you took a social media break. Well, honestly, I was just tired of social media. <laughs> I was tired of Instagram. I was tired of coming up with captions to sell to people and I was just drained. And then also I'm going through that rebrand. So I was a little bit uninspired um, and I wanted to change things quicker than I wanted to plan for them, 
which is a big no-no. And I was doing a lot of traveling and it was summertime and I just said, okay, let me just, let me just not (laughs) post anything because I don't feel as if, if you don't have anything to say, you just don't have anything to say. And I don't want to feel pressured by, oh, you have to post three times a week or this and this and that. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Um, I don't want to be this machine. I still want to be viewed as a person with, uh, with thoughts. And sometimes you have to press that reset button to come back really, really strong. Um, I will advise, though, or w- rather suggest, decide to take a social media break. It is good to have some pre-planned content just so that you don't go zero silence on people, especially when you have a business. So I would pop into my stories sometimes. Um, I don't think I posted anything on my feed, but I would pop into my stories or still comment on other people's stuff just to keep the activity at, you know, a level, a stable level. So it doesn't drop all the way down because you have to play the, play the algorithm game now. Um, but yeah, just do, do um, a, log in when you want to. It's basically what I'm saying. Um, yeah, it's just needed to just right and do you think that helped last question promise so do you think that helped do you think it had an effect on you far as business now yeah I think it helped I think that um I always schedule a mental breakdown uh once every quarter if that's just what it is it's just a real thing um because entrepreneurship is hard and I don't mean hard to sell hard it's just to create your own income um, can be difficult. Um, it's, it's very rewarding. I'll say that in the next breath, but working alone, um, coming up with services and things on your own and, you know, building this brand sometimes can be a very hard thing to do. Um, so it's, so it's, it's, it's definitely necessary, um, to take those breaks. Um, and, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I forgot where you were going. No, no, I just asked, you know, did it help? Did you think, did you think that it was helpful? That's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah it definitely helped. Um, because when you, when you come off social media and you come off um, what everybody else is doing, you can breathe and think for yourself, mm-hmm. you know? You can come up with new ideas. You can get inspired by, you know, um, your drive down the street. Something may catch your eye. And then also, I'm a, a very spiritual person. You actually hear God talking to you when you're not con- so consumed with everything else that's going on. And that was one of the biggest takeaways that I got, that I started to listen more um, and really dig into. I stopped, I got on social media and got onto YouTube and started listening to a lot of sermons, uh, the Transformation Church um, channel on um, YouTube is amazing. Uh, Pastor Michael Todd, I believe his name is, is really good. Um, But then I started listening to um, podcasts and messages from millionaires and billionaires and what they do with their time. And they don't spend their time on Instagram. They just don't. They read more. They don't look at at TV as much. They walk. They exercise. They drink water. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to pick up these habits that people who have already gotten to where I want to go and try to implement that as well. 
Awesome. Awesome. Well, I know I don't want to keep asking you any more questions. Well, thank you so, so much, Tiffany, for sharing with the ladies. I'm pretty sure the ladies will have some questions. They'll probably come and follow you. And I hopefully we can stay connected. Um, I see you have some events going on in different states. Um, if you want to share that with the ladies too, just in case it's some ladies in the different areas that might want to join in at some of your conferences. Now is the time. If not, Sure. So I'll be speaking at the Together Experience in Portland, Oregon next month. Um, I believe it's the last week of the month, but you can go um, on their Instagram page at Together Experience. I'm also going to be speaking at the um, at my friend Brittany Janine's online conference for graphic designers. So if you're a graphic designer and you want to learn more about building a brand, you know, making uh, five figure months and stuff like that, um, your processes, developing a um, a winner a winning, excuse me, a brand experience, then you can definitely follow Brittany Janine at, uh, on Instagram. And I will have a coupon code coming up soon. I think it takes a hundred dollars off. Um, but if you just follow me, I'll be posting it in my stories in the coming weeks. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Tiffany. I will talk to you soon. Oh, absolutely. Thank you All so right, much. Bye-bye.